today God is going to speak to you. Speak into your life. Everything that was holding you a hostage is coming down in the name of Jesus. Those chains are coming down. Those addictions are coming down. And I proclaim a miraculous hand of the Almighty God in the mundane life of your life situation. I speak it. I speak revival. I speak breakthrough. I speak healing. I speak peace and happiness and joy. I speak the Spirit of the Almighty God in your life today. Hallelujah. Father God, we give into the hands of the Almighty God. We believe, Jesus, that it is your breath in our lungs. It is your breath in our nostrils. It is your breath. Thank you for breathing life into our death situations. Lord, we can't do it unless you strengthen us. We can't build unless you help us. We can't stand unless you help us. Thank you for the grace of yours that has brought us all together in godly love. Father God, we believe in you. We love you. Thank you for our families who are joining us in person. And also, Father God, on the online platform, no matter where they are joining us from, I pray and I speak revival in their life. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. In Jesus' matchless name we pray. And everybody shout an amen with me. Come on, church. You can do it better. Lift both of your hands in the air as you mean it. And shout a hallelujah to the soon coming king. The king of kings, the Lord of lords. He's in the house today. Hallelujah. I'm so pumped and fired up today for bringing God's word. Please be seated in God's house. What a joyous situation. What a moment to celebrate the presence of our almighty God. Hallelujah. Can I I tell you there is nobody like our Jesus. Do you believe that? Come on, Chess. There is nobody like Jesus. There's nobody. If you're sitting with your wife, just look to her face and say, honey, I love you, but there is nobody like Jesus, though. Come on. You can don't don't be shy. Yeah, some people are trying it. It's okay. Don't be shy. You know, in relationship, you need to use words of affirmation, words of love. You need to use those words in relationships. It's very essential. So today in church, I'm just asking as a pastor, I'm just asking you, honey, it's okay. I love you, but there's nobody like Jesus. I know there's nobody like you, but there's nobody like Jesus. Even when everybody forsook us, uh, left us alone, uh, never thought about us, people backstabbed us, people betrayed us, but there is nobody like the presence of our almighty God. He is for us all the time. No matter where we are in life's journey, how lonely you and me we feel, God is for us. Hallelujah. Church, I am fired up. I don't know about you, but you know, I am already preaching. I'm just standing here, but I'm already preaching. And I believe God has a word for our church today. Hallelujah. 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 How's everybody doing? How's everybody doing? Great. Amen. Amen. On the online platform, you know, if there are people, you know, just put on the chat so that we know where you are, how you are, what's going on and how you're going through. And if there's anybody who needs a prayer, uh, uh, put it on the chat on the online platform. People who are joining us and usually a number of them join us on the online platform and put us uh, your prayer because you can DM us or you can put on the chat and our prayer team is here and we will definitely respond and our, our team is praying. And last week I've 
received a bunch of prayer requests from a lot of people and I'll be forwarding that to our prayer team as well uh, because there are families, you know, this is what some, somebody said, you know, Pastor Justin, we gave a prayer request and within two days, our prayers were answered. That's the power of the Almighty God. Are you with me, church? I mean, it doesn't matter. Two days or three days, my God can work in seconds. In the, just the blink of an eye, He can change situations around. Sometimes delays come in our life, but it's not a denial from God. He's still working. Even when I don't see it, He's still working. Are you with me, church? So I just want to encourage everybody as we quickly get on to the Word today. And if you could see behind, you know, they already put up the sermon title that I want to speak today. It's called Divine Interventions. Divine Interventions. Oftentimes in life, we come across situations where our life is interrupted by people. Now, if you have a five-year-old in your house or parents who are older, your, your kids were at that stage and some of you want to pass, it doesn't matter how old they are, they always keep interrupting us. You know, sometimes you know, kids are keep interrupting your dad all the time. That's what kids stand for. Keep interrupting your dad all the time. And, 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 and the reason why I want to term that or title my uh, uh, sermon today as the divine interruptions is because I want everybody to understand sometimes interruptions happen in our life as an indicator by God that you have been wandering away and I want to just bring you back into the perspective that you have lost over the course of time or the period of the journey that you are in. But I just want to gather your thoughts back so that you focus on me. God oftentimes interrupts people. The gospel according to Mark is also known as a gospel where Jesus oftentimes interrupted people. Or you see in the narration of the stories, people oftentimes interrupted Jesus. Are you with me church? There are so many stories throughout the Bible you come across that even before God had to bring a miraculous in the life of people, He oftentimes interrupted them, their life situation. You might think that everything is so good and Hindi people say, Sab chalta hai. Everything is so good. And that's the moment you hear a bad news. That's the moment you get a bad report from the doctor or you get a, 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 a report from your, from your HOD of your school or your college and you get a bad report. And let, and let me tell you, sometimes the bad reports that come on your way is just God saying, it's simply God saying, somewhere you have lost your focus and I want you to just direct it back to me. And that's where I want to camp today, divine interruptions. Let's look into God's Word, Exodus chapter 3, verse 1 to 5. I want to quickly get into the Word today, because towards the end, as you see, we have Holy Communion, as we are going to participate together as one body here, and also on the online platform. Let's read Exodus chapter 3, verse 1 to 5. Exodus chapter 3, verse 1 to 5. It says, Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the far side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. Pause for a second. Let's just read verse 1 and ponder on that for a moment. It says, now Moses was tending the flock of his 
father-in-law. Now, I want to bring your attention. There's nothing wrong in it. But when I bring your attention here, it is simply taking you back into the cultural norms back in those days. Tending the flock of your father-in-law was not cited as a good sign for any guys. Are you with me? Are you with me? Tending the flock of your father-in-law was not communicated to the society as in a, in, a, in a good way because it simply states that you did not have anything from your parents' house or you could not work hard to have something of your own. And that's why you had to go back to your father-in-law's house. Are you with me? In marriage usually, and it is the cultural norm, nothing wrong if there are people here who are staying with father-in-laws or mother-in-laws. You know, don't get me wrong. It's the cultural norms back in those days. And this is how it would go. I think we might need a, another row of seating because um, as, as we get slowly packed out here. But and let's look into this. Let's look into this. And, and in the first scripture here, first scripture here, it simply helps us understand that, that the father-in-law, his property is what Moses was taking care. He has nothing of his own. He had to run away from it. But I want to take your attention flashback into the life of Moses. Every time he started taking care of somebody else's property, that's when God intervened in his life. Moses was all happy in taking care of Egypt. Next in line to be the Pharaoh or the chief commander of the army. Next in line to take care of everything that Pharaoh or being part of Egypt. He was taking care of that. And that's when God interrupted his plans. Am I talking to somebody whose plans are being interrupted by something divine this season? Can I tell you, don't, lonely, don't be in lonely places just because your plans have been interrupted. You're in good company. Am I with you? Am I agreeing with some of your notions today? Are you with me, church? Some of us, our plans will be interrupted. We make all the plans. Man proposes, God disposes. We make plans for our life. We make plans for everything that has to happen. We structure. We are, some of us are like scheduled people. We put everything together. 9 a.m. here, 10 a.m. there, 11 o'clock that, and this is what we do. And all that is really good. But sometimes, listen, when we get too carried away with the schedules and the patterns of life and don't give any importance to God, He will mess up our schedule. God interrupts those moments in life. Do not interpret the interruption of God as just something usual is happening. Interpret the interruption of heaven. Oh, that rhymes. Interpret the interruption of heaven as a sign that God is helping us understand. Come back to me. I have a purpose. And those interruptions will propel you into the destiny God has ordained for you. Are you with me, church? I want to look into the life of some young people. You catch this phrase today. God will interrupt your life from the mundane. Listen. Listen, I want to bring you. Interruptions are not obstacles to our plan. They are opportunities for us to embrace God's plan. Put on the chat, somebody, if you can. You know, it simply says interruptions are not obstacles. 
to our plan, but it simply is an opportunity for us to embrace God's plan. We go through interruptions in life. And Moses, like every day, you know, he was tending the, the sheep of his father-in-law. He has nothing to claim of his own. In Egypt, he was tending or taking care of the, the kingdom of his stepdad or, or, or Pharaoh or his mom over there. Nothing that he can claim to himself. And that's when God intervenes into the life of Moses taking care of somebody else's property. God says, hey Moses, I see you are faithful, but I want to just interrupt right there because I want you to be a leader for my people. You are, a bro you are a Hebrew born out of a Hebrew woman and I pray that you will stand up for what is right and you will lead a generation and millions are going to follow you into the promised land. Am I talking to some Moses sitting right here? You might be taking care of whatever else in this world but God says I'm going to have an interruption into the schedules of your life. Hallelujah! In the schedules of our life God is going to interrupt it. He's going to come right into it. You've been taking care of something else for too long. God, some, some people here God has already called you for a great work. A great ministry. God has called you to do that. But you've been wandering away, taking care of things that are not, taking care of things that are not counted in the calling that God has placed in your life. He's going to interrupt it. He's going to mess up those situations. Listen to this. You know, here, it, this is how it goes. Now Moses was tending the, the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the far side of the wilderness and came to Horeb. It's not easy taking care of the sheep. Talk about it. I can so easily relate with Moses here. Not easy to take care of the sheep. Man, the sheep, they go everywhere. They, 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 it's not easy, but it was the hard work that Moses was going through leading them, tra being trained by God in uh, Jethro's household. Because God knew, same exact Things are what Moses is supposed to do when he calls him to lead the entire uh, uh, Israelites from captivity and lead them through the wilderness into the promised land. God is training him. And here in the story, I love it how it goes. Listen to this. It says that now Moses was tending the flock and he took them far aside, far from distractions, far from the things that had captured you for too long, far from the ordinary, the schedule systems that you had. You know, sometimes, you know, oh, you know, in the Bible, you come across and you read those portions where you understand that Jesus, oftentimes, you know, he, he, he left the crowd and he went, where did he go? He went into the wilderness, far places. Why did he go? So that he can, you know, get away from the distractions of the world. Listen, 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 listen. Distractions will come in the way when you stand to do God's work. Are you with me? 
The moment you decide that, you know what? I want to do this for God's house. I want to do this for the kingdom of God. I am making this commitment. This is my conviction. I and my house, or we as a family, this is what we are going to do. And the moment you make decisions for your future in God's house, for your personal life, for your kingdom life in Christ Jesus, for the house that God has planted you in, that's the moment you will have distractions. It could be through people. It could be through other commitments. It could be through some negative thoughts that come in or negative words that come in. Sometimes you have to decide that my spiritual life is more important than the negative lies of people. Are you with me? My spiritual life is important and sometimes I have to just take myself away from the distractions of the world and get to a place where I can have an encounter with God. Where you are, you may not have that encounter. But you have to decide to go a further far off zone. From where you were, you have to trek to a mountaintop. From there you were, you have to decide, Moses, if you need to have an encounter with God. Sometimes we decide, Lord, you know what? I am here. I'm comfortable here. You know, two songs, one, one mes- message. This is all good, oh Lord. One week, this is all I need. One and a half hours. Lord, no, no. Sometimes you have to make those bold decisions that nobody else has ever made and have to track to the farthest places where it's just between you and God. All distractions are canceled. Cancel those noises. Hallelujah. A brother recently, you know, I mean, I'll be very honest with our church. You know, some, recently I had to block some people on Facebook and WhatsApp. <laughs> Simply the reason is because, the, listen, listen. The reason is I had to block them, you know, on Facebook and WhatsApp. The simply, the reason is because the moment I see the negative comments or posts or forwards sent to me and as a pastor, I get a million of them every single day. So I had to turn off my notification and block some of these guys because it just, it, it just never allows me to propel in the direction God wants to take me in. Are you with me, church? Sometimes for your personal life and your spirituality, you may have to do things that can zone off every negativity around you and just allow you to focus in the presence of God. Moses had to go farther away. How farther away are you going to do? Go, go, willing to go? How farther away are you willing to track today? How farther away in your decisions, in your commitment, in your walk? In your journey, how farther away are you willing to go? Moses was willing to go farther away. And listen, that's what I want to tell you. Verse 2 starts with, There the angel of the Lord appeared. Where did the angel of the Lord appear? There. What is there? Moses had to go to that farthest place. In his commitment. In his decisions. I'm asking this open question to all of our church right now, seated here and also on the online platform. How far can you go in your decisions, in your work, in your commitment that you distract the noises and just want to hear the voice of the Almighty God? Can I tell you something? God honors your decision. God honors your heart. This morning in our Malayalam service, we were, we were hearing about the grateful heart. God honors the decisions of your, your heart today. 
What are you willing to do to edify, to, to spiritualize your, your, your life's condition? Listen, this is how it goes. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire. We all know the story. Moses and the, the burning bush. And this is how it goes. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. Moses' soul, though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. So Moses thought, I will go over and see the strange sight why the bush does not burn up. Now listen, 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 listen. A spiritual man, somebody who's inclining towards having a spiritual upliftment in his life, these are the marks of a spiritual man. When you see a supernatural power of the Almighty God, you want to linger around to find out how true this is. And how can this bless my life? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We have some people who come for, when we have revival services, they come for revival services. They catch on fire and they leave and we don't see them again. There are people who come only for miracles. There are people who, who come only for counseling. Can I tell you something? When you see, when you see the supernatural power of the Almighty God manifested in your life situation, linger around that because your destiny is connected to what you're witnessing in that moment. And here in the entire portion, you see that Moses, when he sees the burning bush, but the bush is not consumed. All through his life in Jethro's house or in Egypt, he has, he has seen whenever you light up the wood, the wood catches fire. Whenever you light up any sort of uh, uh, wood, it catches fire. He's seen that. But here, he sees a different sight. Listen, God just wanted to catch his attention and prove to him, Moses, I am the God that does not work in the ordinary. I am the God of the supernatural. You have seen everything work in the ways and the practices. You might have come from the greatest elite civilization. You might have come from the most sophisticated educational institution. But I am about to wreck all your plans that you have for your future. Do you see the burning bush here? The bush is not consumed. Do you? See? Can you do it? Can your father-in-law do it? Can your parents do it? No. It only happens and it only happens through the power of the Almighty. God is wrecking his plans here. His plans for a good 401k. I said it correct this time. He got, 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 you know, he has a good future plan. Yeah, I worked out for 60 years. I'm going to get my retirement, sell my house. And I was visiting an older, uh, older family that recently, recently and Amachi is probably 75, 80 years old. And Amachi said, you know, you know, we are selling our house and I'm going to buy an RV. That's the plan. I'm going to go with my boyfriend. Uh, uh, and, and I'm like, okay, this is, was very confusing because 75 years old, Amachi was saying all of that. And I'm like, okay, this is really good. You're going all of the country with the RV. They have a good plan. They had a good plan. They had a good plan. But recently I got a message, you know. Um, unfortunately, I couldn't. I mean, I kept that contact with them. Unfortunately, I could not because my boyfriend decided to leave me. They're 75 and 80 years old. Just to bring the perspective in age over here. 
Good for them. Let's go quickly into the, into the word. Verse 3. So Moses thought, I will go over and see. Listen, 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 listen. There are people who have come to our church at Zion because they just wanted to come over and see what is happening over here. There are people who messages me and like, they like, Pastor, we see and they're from outside of our state and city and they say, Pastor, we want to come and see what the revival happening here, the revival in the life of young people here. And then people keep messaging. I mean, all I'm trying to help us understand here is Moses decided, I will go over and see what is happening in there. You might be here for just first time or you might be here a second time. You might be here as a family joining us. But can I tell you something? Just because you saw something once, don't let the awe of His presence be taken out in those moments. Continue to bask in the glory of the Almighty. Continue to lean together. Continue to lean forward. Continue to come closer. Hey, how close should I come? As close as possible to our Savior. And Moses decided, I will go over and see what is the supernatural happening. The burning bush? What is the supernatural? So Moses thought, I will go over and see the sight. Verse 4, when the Lord saw that he had gone over to look. Now, I love each of those portions there. Verse 4, when the Lord saw that he had gone over to look. Who is watching here? The Lord himself is watching. Right? Listen to, you know, sometimes we read these stories and we just walk away. But in an exegetical, you know, scripture or preaching, I want to mention when the Lord saw. Who is watching over? God is watching over every single steps you make in your life. Are you with me? Every single step that we make in our life is watched by God. When the Lord saw. That Moses did not run away, but he went closer to the place where there was fire, to the place where there was revival, to the place where he showed that I am hungry and thirsty for the presence of yours. God says, I saw that. And that's how he says, God called him from within the bush and said, Moses, Moses, hold up. I know you're eagerly coming closer because you have not seen something happening in your before like this. I know you want to see this, but God says, do not come any closer. God said, take off your sandals. Let me just pause there for a moment. The God of all compassion, the God himself called Moses and, and, and wanted to get his attention because Moses was trekking from, you know, for his father-in-law's house and all the way farthest place that he can go. And, and, and when he comes closer to God, God says, hey, hold up, Moses, time out. Hold up, hold up. C can you get your sandals off? Can you get your sandals off? Listen, God is attracted towards the holiness people maintain. That does not mean when you are filled with the dirt of the world, he's not attracted towards it. But it draws him when we show holiness through the work of our life, through the way we conduct. A spiritual man would understand this Holiness is not when I wear a white shirt and a black pant. 
Holiness is not when I sing in, in, in tongues for 30 straight minutes. Holiness is not just in, in, in when we have four songs, one uh, psalm reading and all of... Hold up. It's the way of life. How you are carrying yourself in the context. The Spirit of the Almighty God want to live in a person that takes care of him or herself as a holy vessel unto God. Are you with me? Are you with me? Bible says, you can't serve two masters. His spirit cannot dwell in an unholy house. You invite somebody to your house, man, your house is smelling good. Why? Because if there is some sort of a foul smell, people won't stay longer. We carry our life as a holy vessel unto God. And here in the entire portion, right? When Moses is coming closer, God asked him, you know, Take off your sandals. And, and this, scriptures is take, this scripture is taken literally by a lot of churches where, in, in especially in the country that we come from and a lot of Southeast Asian countries, you see people take this scripture so literal that they take off their shoes and they walk in the church. I mean, if you have a conviction like that, real good, very good. But in the entire portion, when you take this Old Testament scripture and look to the New Testament, through Christ, you and me can approach the throne of grace with confidence. Because it's not through my works that I become holy. It is the work of the Almighty God on the cross that has covered my shame, my guilt and my sin that I become holy unto God Almighty. Hallelujah! In the Old Testament, Moses, you can just walk into the presence of God from an unholy practice, from an unholy presence, from an unholy conduct. But in a house like this, I believe there are poor people here who are imperfect, growing in the perfection of Christ Jesus. That's what a church should look like. The church should not look a perfect house. A church is a place for sinners. If there is all perfect people in this house, Jesus is going to come back very soon. But I believe everybody, including the pastor here and everybody, we're all sinners. But it is the grace of our Almighty God that has covered my sin, covered my shame, my guilt, purchased me with the precious blood of the Almighty God, renewed me and seated me on the throne of salvation. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father, for what you have done. And without you, I am an empty, noising vessel. Nothing, nothing can actually accomplish through me. Listen, God uses interruptions to push you into your purpose. Listen into the entire story. When Moses came, God says, take off your sandals. And after that, God says, don't come any closer. Take off your sandals. Then he said, then he said I am the God, your father of your father. Moses was like, God, you're the God of my father? Who? The God of Abram. The God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. Of this, Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. When you look into these scriptures from an Old Testament perspective, 
and also try to understand from the New Testament point of view, you see the portions where in the Old Testament, you could not see the face of God. But in the New Testament, Jesus Christ interrupted into the face of humanity so that our sins can be washed away and He can propel us into the purpose of the Almighty God. When God interrupts you, listen, when God interrupts you, it is simply to push you into your purpose. Sometimes we're all happy the way our life is going. But He will come in between and He said, you know what, let me shake you a bit. Let me shake you a bit. I was talking to a friend of ours from our church recently. I'm like, maybe God is shaking your nest so that you will fly. You are designed to fly and he's just shaking your nest. He interrupts those moments in our life. When everything looks so good, he interrupts those moments of our life. I am here to declare into the life of someone listening to me. I don't know where you are in life's journey. My, my friends, brothers and sisters listening to me here and on online platform. God will disrupt your plan so that he will push you into your God-given purpose. What's your purpose? Just because I'm alive, I just want to live and live and die and be God. No, my friend, there is a purpose for you. Until you step into God, He will keep interrupting. My son Josiah will interrupt me all the time. Whenever Anisha and I, we are having a quiet time, he will come da 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 I'm like, shut up for some time. Can you keep quiet? And I know all the young parents over here, you can agree with me. I was talking to one of our young family yesterday night at the baby shower. I'm like, oh my God, I have three kids now. It's so hard to talk to my wife. <laughs> Kids keep interrupting us. Listen, when the life is going the way it is, God will interrupt so that He will have our total attention. My son will not stop, no matter whosoever I'm talking to, until I've heard him and he has my full attention. Are you with me? Parents, some of you all are smiling within your mind. I'm like, Pastor, I'm also in the same situation. They keep interrupting us. Listen, I know there are some people in this building. Your life has been and is interrupted. Interrupted. Can I tell you something? Listen, interruptions are the prerequisites for the miraculous. Listen, in your life, anytime God has come through and done any sort of miracle, He's always interrupted those moments. Interruptions are the, the prerequisites of the miraculous to happen. Right? The course you take before you actually get into the, the, the main program that you want to. If before a breakthrough or a deliverance or a healing comes to your life, before a miracle comes to your life, before God takes you apart, takes you apart and places in the places where He wants to keep you going for your future destiny, to propel you in the destiny God has ordained for you. Can I repeat it here? God will interrupt your life. Don't interpret the interruption of heaven as something that is was usual and something that has happened and it'll keep happening and it's okay. But hey, ponder, listen, God is talking to you. 
God is talking to you. Can I have my worship team behind me? Listen, in, 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 in Luke chapter 7, the entire portion, you see there is a, a, a funeral procession that is taking place. A funeral procession that is taking place. There's a widow and the widow has a name, the widow of nine. The widow of nine is taking her only son who was dead. Who is dead. She is going to bury him. Her whole hope is gone. It's found in the casket and she is going to bury his, her only child. And as a, as, as a mother, as a woman, it's a total disgrace because the husband was dead few years ago and the only hope that she had is also dead today. And she is leading the funeral procession along with many others. But in Luke chapter 7, verse 11 to 17, you see a portion when there's a funeral procession walking out of the town of Nain. God interrupts. Jesus interrupts. He said, I know you have gone through this path once before but today I am interrupting this procession because I want to give your son back to you. Hallelujah. Are you with me church? I want to give my son back to you because I believe your life is not yet done. I have written more for you. Hallelujah. Each of our life is like a living book each of our life, and we only know the pages we have turned, the day we have lived. We have plans for tomorrow, a week, or month, and all so, but God has ordained, He knows cover to cover of our life. Hallelujah. And when we go through those pages, understand each day as I am living, Monday, I have a good day. Tuesday, not so good, but I survive. Wednesday, can I tell you, every single day, 365 days, 24 bar 7, every moment of our life is written in the book of life by God Almighty. And He is taking care of us. Interruptions propel us into the destiny into our God-given purpose. He's moving us there. And in the, in the story here, the mom has lost her only son. She's dead. She's crying. And, and with that pain, she's leading the funeral procession. Want to bury her son. Our only hope, her dad, her husband passed away. She thought, my son will grow up. Take care of me. I don't have to live a life of shame. I don't have to live a life of disgrace. My son will take care of me. Our, her only hope is dead. Leading that funeral procession. Coming out of that town. That day, heaven decided to interrupt. Can I tell you something, my friends? When heaven decides to interrupt your ongoing struggle, there's going to be a disruption in hell today. I declare everybody under my voice seated here on the online platform. Hell will be disrupted in the plans of the Almighty God. Every struggle, every chain, every opposition that you had to face, it is going to be disrupted when heaven interrupts your moment, your course, your journey, because you will be pushed to your purpose today. Heaven decides to interrupt you. Heaven decides to interrupt you. Hell cannot stop what heaven 
has decided. Oh, I repeat today for the hearing impaired again, hell cannot stop what heaven, hell cannot stop what heaven has ordained. And today, if you are under my voice, I repeat it, hell cannot stop what heaven has ordained. Can I repeat once again? Hell cannot stop what heaven has ordained. People cannot stop you. You are unstoppable. Men cannot stop you. Wicked schemes of people cannot stop you. People who backstab you, betray you, cannot stop you. You are more than a conqueror. In Christ Jesus, He is disrupting you only because He wants you to step into the realities of His purpose. It may not be comfortable all the time. It may not be comfortable all the time. It's uncomfortable. Going through disruptions in life is uncomfortable. The loss of job or, or family member or the sickness, the bad rip. It's, it's, it's not easy for us to face the reality. But can I tell you, lean on the understanding, not on yours, but the understanding of God. His plans are perfect. His plans are to prosper me and not to destroy me. He is for me and not against me. Heaven decides to interrupt you today so that you will be pushed to your purpose. Some of you are running away from the purpose God has ordained. I repeat, do not run any longer. Today, understand God, I am here to surrender. I am here to carry forward. Can I tell you, Moses had to go through that interruption in his life for him to step into the reality. God, I am here to rescue a generation. I am here to take a generation into the promised land. And I see there a young Moses is sitting here. God has called you, my friend. Don't run away. You are called to propel a generation into the promised land. Every eye closed as we slowly transition into a holy communion right now. As I step over to that table, that communion table, listen, every eye closed, heaven decided to interrupt our life, our sinful life. Our life filled with filth and dirt. God did not run away just because we were dirty. Genesis chapter 1 says, He took the dirt of the world and He formed man. God can take your dirt and make you the most beautiful thing ever walked on this planet. God can take your dirt, clean you up with the blood of the Almighty God and make you precious like no other. Father, I thank you. Everybody, surrender yourself right now. Take a moment. Take a moment. Take a moment. As we slowly transition into the Holy Communion today, 